Right, so I was trying to decide what to do next. You know, we did the first, the uh, Moda'ani for the first one is obvious. The next one, there are a few different options. So I chose uh, the page. I took the page in, in like the Sidurim, like the Art Scroll Siddur, they have a page that says, Matoivo Elechi Yaakov on top, and then Adonailam, um, and then Yigdal. So I figured that would make a nice uh, second episode, so to speak. And uh, I realized that just the Matoivo paragraph alone is going to take us a full shear. So there's so much going on, so let's talk about it. So classic Sidurim have a series of psukim that are said on entering the shul. But the, all these psukim have in common, uh, pretty simple, overall. The overall theme is we're talking about the feeling we have upon entering the shul. Right? How Through your kindness I come to your house, your home, Hashem also means the dwelling place. Bowing before Hashem, Vanis Hashem is a prayer that the that our tefillah itself should be at a time of favor for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Now, if you take the uh, the Bostoner Siddur, the Bostoner Siddur Tefillah Yeshara Boston, which is uh, a Vaditch of Nusach, you'll see the Siddurim they have here. Right? It's a Boston Shtibel. It says uh, when you come to the base Medrash, you say Matayvu, and our minig is not to say it. That's what it says in the Boston Siddur. Min hagenu shleidaim, right? We don't say it. Not at all, or, or when you walk into shul. Ah, so it doesn't explain. It just says our minig is not to say it. Why? Why don't we say it? And in fact, there are all other. Yeah, right. So there, there are a few things that that uh, that minig of Boston is to is to not say, but this is one of them. So we'll soon see why. As always, I like to go to the source. Meaning, what's the source of this concept, Matayvu, this whole section? You will not, as far as I know, you will not find it in Shas. In other words, some of the, some of the brachas we say, you can find the source, it's mentioned in the Gemara, Talmudic sources. This you won't find in Shas. But it does, it's quite old. It wasn't written by somebody in the 1800s. It goes back to, in various forms to the oldest Siddurim that exists. Rabduvid, what's the oldest Siddur that exists? Oldest Siddur. Uh huh. Okay, so we don't have Siddurim from like the time of the Beis Hamikdash. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to trap you. I was just curious. Um, okay, the history of the Siddur is like this. For for a long time, Siddurim were not written down. The same way the Mishnah wasn't written down, it was part of the Torah Shabbat Peh. Siddurim were written, Brachas were not written, and only later did Brachas start to be written. So we don't have Siddurim that go back thousands of years, but we have Siddurim that go back to the Goyenim. The oldest Siddur we have is known as... Uh, what? Machzor Vitri. is close. It's that generation. In other words, in the Rishonim, I shouldn't call it generations, hundreds of years, but in the times of the Rishonim, we have various Siddurim. It really goes back to the Goyenim. Rav Amram Goyen. Rav Amram Goyen was a, I think, ninth century leader in Bavel. And he actually wrote up a Siddur. And it's very important because this is a Siddur that was made by the Gadol Hadar. 
It wasn't a siddur that was printed by some random people. So what's in that siddur ha- has a tremendous amount of authority. He just took what was going on orally and, and put it into a book? Or Correct. He yeah. He actually sent it. He was asked by people from another region, I don't remember from where, to send them. Please oh, send they, us a they, siddur. They so we should know what to say, what to do. And it has piske halacha as well. And in that siddur... Transliteration? Does not have transliteration. <laughs> oh, that was a new um, thing? Yeah. But, it, but it, what we're saying is it's over a thousand years old. That Siddur has this nusach of saying, when you come in. And not all of them have the same nusach, right? In the Rishonim, they have the Machzor Vitri, you have various Siddurim. Uh, there's a Siddur that's called Siddur Rashi. It's from Talmidim of Rashi. Rashi didn't write a Siddur, similar to the Machzor Vitri. And they also have Psukim. Uh, there's some other psukim. Um, What's the Machzor Vitri? Vitri. I forget the name of the author, but it's 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 the school of Rashi, Talmidim, if I'm not mistaken. Pardon? Reb Shmaya. So what's his relationship to Rashi? Was a Talmud? It was a Talmud of Rashi, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What part of the world? Someone just asked on, on the chat if it, if it could be recorded. Record okay, it? we'll be in touch. I, I'm taking I'm taking care of that. Okay. Um, so the idea that there are these psukim that are recited before you come into shul are, do, does go very far back. Not everyone has the same nusach, the same group of psukim, um, but the Talmidim of Rashi, Machzavitri, Maril, Rav Amram all have Matoivu. And there's no discussion specifically about, do you say it before you come into the Vesemedrish, after you come to the Vesemedrish, it just says when you come to shul you say these psukim. And they're on this theme the psukim that are picked have to do with um, coming to shul. I think I saw that there are other Rishonim who have the psukim like Samachdi um, Ah, oh, last time you, ha- you were stuck on the couch because all the other seats are taken. Today, if you want to be on the couch because it's comfortable, feel free. Okay, no problem. All right. Excellent. Now, there is... Uh, a Zayhar that made it into the Mishnabura. This is interesting, right? The Mishnabura is not known as a Kabbalah Sefer, but, right. Um, what happened is the Mogin Avraham, in his commentary on the Shulchan Aruch, does mention Kabbalah, not infrequently. He generally quotes from the Talmidim of the Arizal, from Rukhaim Vital, um, and much of that is based on the Kabbalah. And some of that actually ends up making its way into the Mishnabura when the Chafetz Chaim sees fit to do so. So let's start from the Zayar. The Zayar is in the Hakdama, page Yud Aleph. It says the following. I'm just going to translate. When a person wakes up in the morning, he should bless HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Then he should come to his house, meaning you, you come to God's house, and you should bow in front of his house, which means with great awe. And then, after doing that, after approaching with awe, then you should come in and you should daven. And it says, V'yisav ita, ita, that means you should take an etza, you should consult, so to speak, in theory, from the avais. Tichsiv, and then it quotes another pasuk. The pasuk, V'ani barav chastecha avayvesecha, ashtach valhechal kachavirasecha. So that's the, another pasuk that is an hour minhag also, most to say. 
So the Zayar says to say that, and it says that saying that somehow takes the form of consulting with the Avais. And a little bit further, it explains a little bit more. It says that since the Avais were the one who established tefillah, therefore we have to somehow, it could be I'm translating Amlich uh, slightly inaccurately. I, I'm not an expert in Zayar. That's usually what it means. I'll, I'll, I'll no, I don't think it, no, it doesn't mean to anoint. I think it means to consult, but yeah, I could be wrong. Um, somebody will have to look up the English Zayar. Chastecha is a reference to Avram. What's the connection between the phrase Chastecha and Avram? So that's pretty easy, right? Avram is, represents Chesed, right? That one's simple. I will bow to your holy, your holy building. So how does Eshtach Valhechal Kachcha mean Yitzchak? Gvura has Gvura have to Pachad Yitzchak maybe right okay. Biyurasecha like carbon. Okay, Biyurasecha. Yaakov. Here, or that's Yaakov. What's the connection between Yura and Yaakov? That one I I don't get. I'm not sure. Altira. So it's Altira. I don't know. Okay. Manera Makamazeh. Ah. Oh, that's very gishmak because that was actually in the Vesa Mikta, in the Makam Amikdash, right? So maybe that's a, a remez to Yaakov. I don't know. I didn't see source in that. That's why I came here to ask everyone. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so that's what the Zayar says. The Zayar doesn't mention Matoivu. It mentions the Pasuk Vanibarev Chastachav Abisecha and says that it's a remez to the Avis. Now, it says pretty clearly in the Zayar that this Pasuk should be said before entering. Because it says... Uh, you should bow before God for his building with tremendous awe and then then you should say your tefillah in the Magen Avram in the Hakdama to Arachayim Simen Mem Vav he speaks out pretty clearly he says before you come into the shul you should stop you should think you should have in mind the fact that you're coming into an a awesome place and you should say the Pasuk, and then you should come in. The Mishabura quotes it. Um, the the Magen Avram is really coming from Rav Chaim Vital, who related this, this, these teachings from, from Arizal. The way the Mishabura writes it is, I'll just quote it, Before a person enters the Besaknesis, when you're still outside in the hall, of the basic Knesses. Yaimar, you should say, that's also a Pasuk. It's part of a Pasuk. Right? What does that mean? To the house of God we shall go. Beragesh. Regesh means emotion. Emotion. Trepidation. Yeah, trepidation is a good word. A person should... Literally, that means to draw, to recoil, meaning to to a person should stop before they come to the base knesses and realize that what they're, about, what they're about to do is not simple. A person should have a tremendous amount of awe and respect. You should stop. Right? People come running into the base knesses. He says you should stop before you come in. And you should say. Should say that pasuk. So what the Arizal is teaching is based, I think, based on the same idea as this Zayar, that before you come into the shul, this paragraph, this Matoivu paragraph, is meant 
to be a stop-think checklist before you come in. Do I realize that I'm coming into a holy place? It should probably say in the Sidurim, this is where you put your sh- phone into shul <laughs> mode, right? Yeah. So. In shopping centers, they have a, a double door. Double door, yeah. Called the landing, mm-hmm. the landing area, and specifically to get you in the frame of mind for what you're about to enter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the Mishnabura writes this. This is very interesting because it doesn't say that in most Sidurim. The Sidurim don't say... Stop before you come to the shul. Say and then enter. It just says, like the arts girl says, upon entering the synagogue, this is what you say. That's what it says. I looked up, by the way, um, in Chaim Vital's writings. There's a bunch of kavanos and shemos and all kinds of other kabbalah associated with this, which you know went right over my head. I can't. I don't understand what it is. So, in summary, what do we have? We have Ga'inim and Rishonim that mentioned that there was a custom to say certain psukim, including which is very understandable why that's related to coming to a shul. And then we have the Zayar and the Ari and Rechaim Vital specifically mentioning the Pasuk, and they specifically say that you should say it before you come into shul. That's what we have so far. Now, We'll get back to why our Sidurim don't necessarily, necessarily reflect what it says in Kabbalah. How did Matova become the thing? That was Bilam, right? Ah, Bilam in the Siddur. How did Bilam get into the Siddur? Who oh, let Bilam in the Siddur? Yeah. So it's interesting. There's a Maharshal. The Maharshal was a contemporary of the Beis Yosef and the Ramah. Basically, at the same time the Shulchan Aruch was written, he was one of the big Gedele Hadar at the time. And he writes in a tshuva, tshuva's marshal, simen samach dalit, I think, that he personally skips matayvu. He says, I don't say matayvu when I come to shul. Why? Because Bilam said that. That's what he says. Have I said the way to early sources for it? Uh, so I want to point something out. Wait, he's, he's he doesn't say that it doesn't appear. He says, I skip it. That means in What's the days the of the marshal... Or of Amram Gain, 9th century, 500 years later. Oh, so, so we have a source yeah. before. Yeah, we have an earlier source. Not only that, it's the very clear. The is the one who doesn't dive in there. It's like, right. No, know that it it's more. <laughs> it's very clear from the Maharshal <laughs> that he, it wasn't, he wasn't saying it doesn't have a source, it doesn't exist. He said, I skip it. That means it was very clear that in his dar, the custom was to say Matayvo. He just objected. Okay, just important. Because he says it was something that Bilam said. So I'm not interested in repeating something that Bilam said. Was this is very interesting. Was that optional back then? Like no. You choose your own, you choose your own adventure? Or is this like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do a separate share on the evolution, so to speak, of the Siddur. We'll have to deal with that. The short, the short answer is that there are certain things that are very clearly established in Chazal, in the Gemara. Something is spelled out. The 18, 19 brachas of Shemayna Esrei are very clear, yeah? Although, if you look hard enough, you will find differences, but the, the main setup is pretty clear. A lot of brachas are pretty much spelled out in the Gemara. Things like this that aren't part of the tefillah per se, you will find different menhagen, right? Okay. So Marshal says he's skipping it. So I said in the beginning that the Boston Siddur says our minig is not to say it, right? So I want to get back to that, Okay. So, and he says that, every, that you should look up a Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, the Kofayam says that if you look at the brachos of Bilam, you could see what his Eklalis were. He says, for example, 
he was going to curse Klal Yisrael that they wouldn't have Batei Knesiyah Sebasti Medrashis. So when HaKadosh Baruch Hu turned it into a bracha, he said, He wanted that the Shekhinah shouldn't dwell among Klal Yisrael. So when Hashem turned his curses into a bracha, he said, Yisrael. And, and the like, all these other things, when it talks about the agriculture of, of what Klal Yisrael had in terms of abundance, and he wanted to curse them. Okay. So then it says, pretty scary thing at the end. The Gemara there says, Kulam chazu leklala. At the end of the day, all the things that Bilam intended to curse us with, they did come true at some point. Chutz mi mi Except for this one thing. Bilam wanted to curse us that we would end up without shuls. That he didn't, that wasn't Mekoyim. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, That's a singular, the klala. Really, there were many klalos that he wanted to say. So there's a certain klala that turned into a bracha permanently. Now, we see a couple of things. We see that the Gemara understands that when Bilam said, he was talking about shuls, he was talking about batik neisiyais. And we see that that was the one exception, the one thing that didn't turn into a klala later on. So it's very interesting. The reason we don't follow the marshal is, is, is a little bit easy to understand. It's true, it's a pasuk, it's something Bilam said. And it's true that he intended to curse us, but at the end of the day, it's only a bracha. It was a bracha that was never turned into a klala. No, we wouldn't take it out of the Torah. The question is whether well, it belongs the Russia, so in the Siddur. We, we name Parsha after him. Right, why do we name Parsha? There's no Parsha named after Bilam, but there's a Parsha named after Balak, which is a, a, a good Even question. A question. Yeah, who else has a Parsha? Karach, right? Yeah. Very good. Okay. Um, yeah. Nevertheless, like I said, we did see that um, Rav Amram Goyen, uh, Marzavitri, other earlier sources had it in their Nusuf. <clears throat> On the other hand, the Zoyar of Chaim Vital do not mention Mataivu. They say, Does that mean that they skipped it like this for the same reason that the Marashal skipped it? Not necessarily, but we do see that there was an objection and that in some sources it doesn't exist. Now, getting back to the Boston Siddur that starts, our minig is to skip. I suspect, but I can't prove, I, I don't know who wrote, put together that Siddur, that when it says our minig is to skip, it's very likely that he meant our minig is to skip the first Pasuk. Because of the Marshal's Taina, that it's a, that it was Bilam, or because it just doesn't exist in the Kabbalistic sources, the Zayar and Vital. So that would be a reason why in the Boston Siddur they wouldn't say it. That could be. I don't know for sure. If anybody is an expert, uh, he didn't say the whole thing. I mean, he he said. I'm sorry. The Boston Rabbi. Okay. All right. So we have here Eidus that uh, the Rebbe skipped that whole part. We have to know why. I'm not sure why. After all, that does have a source. Yeah, if, we, if somebody could find out. Okay. So now, Art Scroll Prince, upon entering the synagogue, you say the following five uh, verses. The Art Scroll, interestingly enough, doesn't have the Mishnaburah's version. The Mishnaburah doesn't say Matayu. He says, and he gives a whole, explanation, a whole spiel that you should come, you should stop, you should think, and then you should come in. Now, the reason is very simple, I think. Again, I'm guessing, and somebody, if anybody's here from art school, they can tell me. Yeah, well, I know what it says there. I'm not no, sure I'm why. You're already here right. by the time. Oh, that's that. Okay, that's a good point. You hear what he said? The <laughs> by the they time you open the sitter, you're already in the shul. Be careful, they're going to start a new art school home sitter. That's very clever. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Oh, I think the reason is it's not the minig of Klal Yisrael. Despite the fact that it has a source in a Magen Avram and a Mishtabura, it's not the minig of Klal Yisrael. Um, uh, the editors of Art Scroll have said that they, people sometimes have tainas. Why did you print it this way and not that way? I have this source and that source that contradicts what you're doing. They said they didn't, ask, they didn't go through necessarily all the sources. They based the Siddur on what the Jew, Jewish people do. When they're different in Hagim, they went around to Gaboyim of shuls, of old, old congregations. They asked them, what do you do? That's what they did. So I think that's why they did it. And there's actually a similar um, precedent in an earlier Rabbi place. Akiva. What was Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi Akiva. But, uh, you know, in the Mishnah Bechot, where he says mm-hmm. all the blessings. Yeah. So he said, let's go out and see what people actually do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the Gemara says this in many places. Let's see what people do, and that's what we're going to do. Right. Okay. So the Mishnah Bura has a very specific formula that you should stop outside the shul, and you should say and then come in. They don't do that. Okay. So I want to tell you, there's a similar precedent in another place. Um, The Siddur that uh, Chabad uses. Chabad Sometimes they call a result. No, so it's very important to know. The Siddur the Chabad uses was written by the Balatanya, the Alter Rebbe, who, again, wasn't just a printer. He was a Gadol Hadar, and he wrote a Siddur. So that Siddur has tremendous importance. Um, the Siddur is generally called, they write on the cover that it's Tehillah Sashem Nusach Ari, and that's because he based his a lot of his, what he wrote on the teachings of the Arizal. But what else did the Alter Rebbe write? He wrote a Shulchan Aruch. There's a tremendous amount of literature, scholarship, on comparing the two. What do we do if we see what looks like a difference, a change, between what it says in the Siddur and what it says in the Shulchan Aruch? Yeah, there's a, there's a Sefer by Rav Chaim Noah called Piske HaSiddur, where he goes through some theories and he accepts some, rejects others. There's a theory that one he wrote when he was younger, the Shulchan Aruch, I think he wrote when he was younger, the Siddur when he was older, so maybe change his mind, Shulchan Aruch Rav. But uh, Chabad circles, we would just call it Shulchan Aruch. Right? Is yeah. it much different from the Shulchan Aruch that we come Substantially use? identical. It's, it's a different style. It's, it was written much later. For the most part, you know, the, 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 the Rebbe didn't start a new religion. He, right. He, uh, what I'm saying, it's, covered... it's based on the Ashkenaz. The Ashkenaz Rebbe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here, what's interesting is like this. In the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, he has, like the Magen Avram, like the Mishnah which is understandable, based on the Kabbalah, stop outside, stop, think, then you go inside. In the Siddur, it doesn't say that. It has it basically the same way the article Siddur has it. Yeah, so it could be, again, I'm not an expert in anything. I'm also not an expert in, in this understanding of the Siddur, the Siddur versus the Shulchan Aruch, it looks almost as if the Shulchan Aruch is reflecting what the sources say, and the Siddur is reflecting what Paul Yisrael did. I don't know. Again, this, is, this would be something for a Chabad scholar. Chabad said, I'm not sure. Yeah. But I think Chabad says that the Siddur is a Pikabali. Yeah. yeah. I, so Reb Chaim, Noah, Reb Chaim Noah accepts this, and I was wondering, because this seems to be the opposite of what we see here. Reb Chaim Noah writes that he rejects the idea that they refl- they, that's, that's because he changed his mind, or there's another idea that one was written for the masses and one was written for the simple people. Right, so Chaim Noah mentions this idea. I just scanned it this morning. 
that the Siddur was more Alpi Kabbalah and the Shulchan Aruch was more Alpi uh, Nigla. Here it seems to be the opposite. Here the Siddur seems to reflect what people do and the Shulchan Aruch reflects the Kabbalah. So, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So many Sephardic Siddurim also, they don't have Matayvu. They have like the like the Mishnah Bura, Magen Avram, and the and the Alter Rebbe's Shulchan Aruch. But well, I don't understand the issue at hand. The fact that the, the Shulchan Aruch brings it, yeah. brought down the Sukkim. So yeah. the mentioning of Sukkim prior to is it like almost hachana for 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 davening that? I don't understand that the Mahloka for not saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we don't just say. I don't understand. I don't understand your objection. The Shulchan Aruch says a specific thing to do. Not the Shulchan Aruch. The Magen Avraham Mishabru says a specific thing to do. It's a surprise to not find it set up that way in the Siddur. Now it's true that both of them are beautiful. I agree. Yeah. No, the art scroll does not show the way the Mishabru says it. That's that's a question. It's just saying the format of coming into shul when you do it, but not that it doesn't say it. Correct. Yeah, but also also the insertion of Mataivu. Correct. Not a huge difference. It's a small difference, but it's significant. Is there a common practice to do it the way the Mishabur says? So let's be extremely frank and honest. The common practice is people to run into shul the last second, throw on their tefillin, and say Yishtabach. I'm sorry. I'm exaggerating. No, I shouldn't be so cynical. It's a great idea for people to come to shul early. I know people who are in shul early. Um, and it's a great idea to take these teachings to heart. But if you ask me, what do people do? I think what people do is what's printed in the Siddurim, both the Art Scroll Siddur and the Siddur Ari, which oh. is that when they're in the shul, they say Matayvu and all that. But it's important to know this other Anhagen. I'm not saying everyone should ta- anyone should take it on, but it's important to recognize. The concept is certainly worth it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. You're seeing the shul and you're responding to the shul. Correct. Let me ask you a question. What do you do if you're davening at home? Should you skip this part? If you're a Bostoner? No, not a <laughs> Bostoner. You're a New Jersey or Hasid. Um, That's a good question. Huh? Well, what's it doing yeah. in there? Who wrote it? You know why the Bostoner ever came to Boston, not to Michigan? Michigan. Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't be much of a name for a Hasidus. <laughs> right? So, no, it's not. A person's davening at home. Right, so these psukim it says they're said when entering the shul. The theme is entering the shul. Should you say them? Should you not say them? So I didn't find a source for it. I decided to check in the art scroll women's siddur, because they it's it's actually a, a masterful scholarly work that siddur, very well sourced, documented. It's a very interesting. It's like a, it's a safer to learn. There's a lot of differences between the original siddur and the women's siddur. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I should look at it. So they change one thing. Instead of saying, upon entering the synagogue, you recite the following, it says, these verses are generally said upon entering the synagogue. <laughs> That's what it says. I'll tell you what I think. Again, I'm only theorizing. I would love to ask them, but it's very hard to get feedback from the people who print things. They're very defensive, usually. I think the reason is the following. They had the same suffolk. Do you say these things when you're davening at home, or do you not say them when you're davening at home? They didn't know. So they wrote, they're generally said upon entering the synagogue. Now, if you're not entering the synagogue, you make your own decision. Keep in mind, this is not a bracha. It's not a question of, of a bracha levatala. 
You say a pasuk. Okay. Right? There's certainly no iser to say it. The question is, if you're davening at home and you have the time to say all the words, so what, what should be going through your mind when you say that? Right? Maybe you should be thinking it would be halavaya would be in the in the in the According to the Cheshvan that most people come in for Yishtava, yeah. more people are going to say, say it at home. home yeah. I want to point out one interesting thought. If you look at Rashi on Parsh, in Parshas Balak, where Bilam says his first interpretation of the pasuk is that this pasuk was referring to Jewish homes, right? It says that Bilam saw that the way the Jews set up their tents were in a way that protects everyone's privacy. So he was impressed by that and he said, How wondrous are your, how goodly are your tents, O Jacob. So the Pasuk itself refers to a Jewish home in one pshat. The Gemara has a pshat that's referring to Beis HaKnesses. The Rashi has another pshat that it's referring to the Beis HaMikdash. These are all places where we try to bring the Shechina, honestly. We try to bring it into our house, we try to bring it to the Shul, Beis HaMikdash. Sheibanah Mehera is obviously the ultimate resting place of the Shechina. But uh, I, I just think that perhaps when if somebody's saying Matavu Alecha at home, he should think about his house, about the fact that we have a job of bringing godliness into uh, a Jewish home as well as the Beis HaKnesses. On the contrary, right? Nobody should think of the home as a secular place in the Beis HaKnesses as the place where, where Kedusha exists. And then when you close the door in the Beis HaKnesses, you, you leave Kedusha. The... In summary, whatever minig we follow, the underlying idea of this part, this matayvu section, or this section, if you're going like the Mkubalim, or this non-existent section, if you go like the Boston. I'm very curious if we can find out actually what the Boston minig is. But what? Yeah, if you don't mind. The underlying idea of this is that we should not take lightly stepping into the Mikdash Ma'at, coming into God's house. Right? I think we in our dark kind of can appreciate this a little more because we took it for granted for a long time. And then when we had the lockdown, we couldn't come into the shul. We missed it, didn't we? Yeah. So yeah, I think everyone here remembers the first time after the lockdown when they came back into shul. I remember. It was a very emotional experience for me. Right? Yeah. And then when we got to the... Uh, in the Misha Barak, where it says, uh, Misha, Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, I never, it suddenly has meaning, right? Right. Right. right? Through your kindness, I come to your house. You let me back in. That was a big deal, right? We appreciate that. I want to finish with the words of Rav Chaim Vital, at least the Nigla part. This is the Shar Oil Masiya. So he says, a person should conduct himself with awe in a Beis HaKnesses, at least as well as they behave in the library. Right? He quotes also the Pasuk, He should be struck with emotion when he comes in should realize that he's coming into a, a, a holy place. It should be a scary thing to do. This treating of the shul makes a lot of sense. If you treat God's house with respect, that tre- gives a tremendous amount to, your, to a person's growth 
And whatever Ruach HaKadosh means, everyone on their level. Before you come in, stop a little bit, think. Says, don't run in. Like a person who doesn't have respect for the place. The Alkane, and therefore, Kaidim Shetikanis, therefore, before you come in, Taimar Pasuk, Vani Brev Chastachal Vevisecha. And then he goes on to some Kabbalistic things. It kind of segues into Kabbalah. This is a little over my head. He tells you the, that you should have Kavana to the shame. Aleph Bez Gimel Yud Tav Tzadi. Anybody know what that's an acronym for? Aleph Bez Gimel Yud Tav Tzadi. Sounds familiar? Ana Bekayach Kedulas Yimichatat and again, at that point, I lose track because this is Kabbalah. We don't do Kabbalah here. But Al Kapanin, the main thought that we should take away from here is the idea that coming into a shul is not something that we should take lightly and we should have treat it with the proper respect. And if we enter the shul with the proper respect, then our tilas also should be niskabal because we'll do it with the proper intentions and proper kavana. What is it about the place that 